Welcome to Talos Takes, the security podcast for everyone from the C-suite to the front lines. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talos Takes. Uh, I am joined once again by Ashir from our research team. Thanks for coming on, as always, Ashir. Hey, Dan. Thanks for having me. So uh, today we're going to be talking about the Kimsugi APT. This is a North Korean state-sponsored actor that you and our colleagues just finished some work on, and the, we put the blog post up Wednesday night, so everyone can go and check it out on our sites, and I'll be linking it in the show notes as well. Let's start out with the basics of this attack. This is a APT that we're talking about here, targeting high-profile South Korean targets with malicious blog posts, as we outline. How exactly are these attackers trying to get these links in front of their targets? And then once the victim was on the malicious blog posts, what was kind of the end game there? Yeah, so uh, this attack uh, begins with the targets receiving a malicious document that consists of malicious VBA macro code, which basically instruments the entire infection chain. The infection chain leads to the downloading and execution of malicious payloads hosted on malicious blogs. The attackers are not trying to get the, the, the victims to open up the blogs themselves manually and download something from there. It's all instrumented automatically by the infection chain. The blogs are just used as a way to show show the network traffic is seemingly legit on the wire, uh, you know, because, you know, blogger.com or blogspot.com seems very legit if you see it on the wire. This campaign specifically used blogspot and blogger for hosting malicious artifacts. That's what that was the content hosting platform of choice for the attackers in this case. Incidentally, you know, we, we, we reached out to Google and in coordination with Google, we had them take down these blogs and these profiles operated by the attackers. Essentially, uh, what happened is payloads hosted on these malicious blogs consisted of base 64 encoded visual basic scripts that would perform different activities, different kinds of malicious activities, such as information stealing, file exfiltration and in instrumentation of an additional layer of implants, which are executables. They're basically EXEs and DLLs uh, that are used to infect uh, the target system. So the APT that we're talking about in this case has been connected to North Korea for a while. But as we've said on this show in the past, attribution is obviously very difficult. It's not something that we do particularly often, and it can kind of be be a tricky game. But in this case, we say in the blog post, obviously with high confidence that we believe that this particular attacker is behind this. So how were we able to make that connection? What were some of the things that you saw specifically in this attack that made you all confident that it, we could, it is definitely Kimsuki? There are a number of connections here, you know, technical connections here, the artifacts that we saw in, in this campaign and the artifacts used by Kimsuki. For example, some of the malicious documents, the VB script code, the VBA code used in the macros is very similar to the code that has been used in parallel uh, campaigns that are being operated by Kimsuki. Uh, we've also seen some infrastructure overlap in the sense that uh, some of the URLs and some of the subdomains that they are using have also been used in parallel domains. The most significant connection here, however, is the final implants, the DLL-based implants that are delivered to the victims. We found out that these implants, uh, there's, there's basically three implants here in this campaign. There's a keylogger, a file injector, and an information stealer. And all of these three implants are derivatives of a known Kimsuki family called Gold Dragon, and, and it's also called Brave Prince. These are two different variations of the same family, the same malware family that has been owned and operated by this specific APT group, and it was and these families were disclosed in 2017. So we've seen that these, uh, the the implants used in this specific campaign that is abusing Blogspot are derivatives of 
the implants that have been operated by Kim Suki in the past. In so North Korea is obviously one of the largest perpetrators on the threat landscape when it comes to state-sponsored actors. They're basically one of the big names that comes up come up whenever we're talking about state-sponsored groups, along with Russia, obviously. What are the motivations for a state in this case to carry out these types of attacks? Uh, what information might they be searching for, or why would they be investing so heavily in these state-sponsored groups? Kim Suki is uh, is associated with North Korea, and they've made a constant effort to uh, establish political uh, dominance in uh, in the in their specific part of the world. This specific campaign is geared towards it's it's two pronged. It's uh, the the first uh, focus of the campaign is credential harvesting. You know the attackers have used a, a trojanized version of a publicly available tool that extracts credentials from different web browsers. So you know they want to gain initial access. They want to uh, get as many credentials as they can so that they can you know spread and infect as many victims as they can. Another huge portion of their activity focuses on espionage. Even in this case, we observed that the attackers had a particular interest in finding documents containing restricted data and research. Two topics of interest to the attackers in this campaign were uh, geopolitical in nature. You know, topics related to foreign policy, relationships between specific countries such as uh, the United States and China, or China and Russia, etc. The attackers also had a very, very particular interest in anything related to North Korea, you know, whether it was a list of defectors, whether it was interviews with defectors, whether it was about Korean reunification or denuclearization, you know, anything that was related to North Korea, they wanted to get their hands on. Another topic of interest here was aerospace technology. They were looking for specific research documents that were related to aerospace and aeronautical uh, research. You know, topics like rocket design, material science, etc. You know, they, they wanted to get all of these intellectual property, if I may say, uh, so that they could, you know, a technological advantage in, the, in their specific part of the world, you know, enhance their technologies. So the good news in this case is that, as you mentioned, Blogger has taken down these malicious sites that the attackers were using. So those are no longer accessible. So the chances of somebody being hit with this particular attack are kind of low at this point or at least randomly finding the links or anything like that. But is there any particular trademarks of this group that users should be on the lookout for, for any future attacks or any red flags that targets may see to alert them of the fact that they could be a target of this? Users should always be wary of suspicious documents that are sent by untrusted entities. You know, whether these are attachments to seemingly suspicious emails or whether these are sent to a specific target uh, via a messaging app, you know, like WhatsApp or something like that, users should always be wary of, you know, sp suspicious co content that is being served to them by somebody unknown or somebody suspicious. Now, in the, in the case of this specific APT group, this group is highly motivated and operates a wide variety of constantly evolving infection chains in a number of campaigns, in a number of pa parallel campaigns that they operate at any given point in time. Therefore, what is important is to have a layered defense model. And I haven't said this enough, but we should always have uh, detection and blocking mechanisms across different attack surfaces, such as email and endpoint and network, etc. And this holds true not just for this specific APT group, uh, it's, it's, it also holds true for a lot of other APT groups and a lot of other crimeware groups that operate, uh, you know, different types of threats out in the threat landscape. All right, awesome. Well, thank you so much as always, Ashir, for coming on the show and providing your insight. Again, if people want to check out the post that's on our blog now, it'll be in the show notes. Thanks as always for your hard work on this, Ashir, and for keeping users safe and have a great weekend. Thank you, John. Thanks for having me. 